Hello, my name is Chaplain Barbara Y. Williams. Welcome to Fixin' Grandma Podcast. In today's podcast, Grandma talks about what she has learned in being offended and how she got over those offenses. Well, when we were young, back in the day, I'll say, because I'm much older now, we didn't know the word offend or offended. We didn't know what that was. We always knew what hurt was, getting our feelings hurt because that was upsetting. And you couldn't figure out why the person would say what they said to hurt you. Offense and being offended really starts in your childhood. And uh, a lot of times people don't know that kids are carrying those hurtful words. They don't know how to get rid of them and It's puzzling because they don't know why people say things to them like that. So my first experience was when I was young. I was about third grade. And so there were a group of family members around. And at those days, we did not have television. So we did a lot of talking and interacting. So my older cousin would ask us a question. She said, now what do you all want to be when you all Uh, get grown. Each one would give what they wanted to be and say, and she would go around the group, and then it was my turn. So I would say, oh, I want to be a nurse. And so she said to me, well, you can't do that. And I'm puzzled. Well, none of us have reached the age You know, we're in the third grade. We've got to finish school and go to college to be a a nurse. How can she tell me that I can't be a nurse? And I would be hurt from that. And then I would try to explain myself. But being that she was older, I never could win an argument with her. How did you deal with that? Like, did you take that offense home? Like, what happened? She continued doing it because we would come together again, you know, and whatever I said, it seems like, and even now looking back at it, that this was something that she determined to say to me, but she didn't say it to the other children. It was all right, no matter what they said. It was just me. So many times when people are offensive and offending you, it's because they want to single you out. So there has to be some other thought in their mind why they would do this. So uh, offense is really, really not a good word. And uh, I was reading a scripture It's impossible, but offense will come. It was Jesus talking to his disciples, but he said, but woe unto the person that it comes through. And I was saying, hey, this is more serious than what people are thinking. So when you always throw out those negative words to people, 
Sometimes you want to get over. Sometimes you want to tease them. Or sometimes you do it because it makes you feel, uh, you know, greater and you have more than they have or you're much smarter. So you have many reasons, but the offense really is a woe. It's a wrong thing to do. And uh, there was a scripture also right after that. They were asking about who was the greatest in heaven. Would it be me? You know, would it be the other disciple? So then Jesus just took up a child and put the child on his lap. And then he said, if you have, being humble as this child, he says, then you will get into heaven. He said, but when you say those offensive words to them, he said, it's better that a millstone was hung around your neck and you were cast into the sea than to touch one of these little ones. So he's giving you a lesson that children are important. They are, they uh, have minds, they have wills, and what you are putting into them is messing up their lives even at this early age. But they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to do about it. So offense is not a good word, it's really a deadly one. And so I have another example that happened to me in uh, my adulthood. By this time, I have three children, two boys and one girl. And um, my husband's aunt and her husband came over to visit and see the children. When the aunt got there, she said to me, oh, Barbara, she said, your boys are beautiful. She said, but your girl, that's an ugly child. Could you imagine the hurt and the surprise I had? But then there's my daughter looking up at her, expecting to hear good words about her. And she was told that she was an ugly child. When my daughter became around 16, when you get in that teenage stage, you always already having problems. Because I was in the elevator one day coming down and the different mothers were talking about their children. And so I was talking about mine. They said, oh no, your children are very young. And they told me, you haven't lived until you've had a teenager. So in case you all are wondering <laughs> what to do <laughs> with the teenagers, they have moods. You know, one day they're moody, they'll come in, and they won't speak. Then the next day they'll come in and then they won't say, well, what's wrong with you? Uh, when they're supposed to open the door and close it, then they'll come in and slam it. This is going, they just feel odd, you know? I, I thought about what the lady said. And then one of my children told me, mother, I'm going to be 12 teen. I said, oh my goodness, I'm in for it. <laughs> So with this daughter that the aunt had told that she was an ugly child, I kept saying, I said, well, what's wrong with she's always reaching out for this or reaching out for this? And, and I didn't quite know what it was until 
One day she said to me, she says, Mother, do you remember when my aunt said that I was an ugly child? And oh, I felt so sad and so hurt because I did not know that all that time my daughter was struggling with the image. She gave her another image of herself. So she was trying to be beautiful, which she already was, and she couldn't see it because of those offensive words. So when you do that, a lot of times people know what they're doing, some don't. But that's the effect that I found out with my children. I had to wait till she became 16, and I didn't know she remembered it when she was about four. So sometimes I wonder, parents, what are you doing? You're telling that kid that he's not smart. You're dumb. So what do you expect him to see that the possibility that he could be smart? He doesn't even know he's dumb according to the way you're saying it. So you're hindering his abilities, you know, in his thinking and, and in school because when he's doing the work and especially when they give you uh, some courses you don't particularly care for, you don't like every course that's in school. And then while they're sitting there trying to figure it out, here comes your words. You know, you're a dummy. And then they keep hearing these words in their mind. And then they finally said, I don't know why, you know, I can't do this, I'm just a dummy, so I guess I'll just have to accept this. But you are supposed to be training your children. And children are precious. And when you get older, you're gonna want your children to want to be around you. When you're sick, you're gonna need them to come in and see about you. So all of these negative, negative, negative words are taking effect on your child. So you should start taking time explaining, even when somebody else says hurtful words to them. You know? And this is where you talk about forgiveness. And you see it when children are playing. So they'll play and they'll get along just fine until one wants to take everything and because children are selfish at that age and leave you with nothing to play with. So they get mad at you and they say, well, I'm not playing with you anymore. And so after a while, they're sitting in their corner, you sitting in yours and both of you all figure out, hey, Nothing's going on. This is kind of strange. So one will get up and say to the other, okay, will you be my friend? And the other one say, all right, I'll be your friend. And when they do that, they have forgiven. And this is the way a child does it. Then they start playing until the next time. <laughs> For you that's on the job, no matter what kind it is, it's impossible for offenses not to come, but woe to the person 
through whom it comes, the person that says these words. So now you're, uh, you're working and you have different jobs, but no matter where you are, somebody's gonna come up and say something offensive to you. And that just messes up your day. So my experience is I was working in a corporation and I was working at a group level. And in this corporation, we had a regulation book, which we call the regs. And in this book, everybody's job was defined. So you could always go and look up and see what you're supposed to be doing and what you're not supposed to be doing. I had my job to do, but the supervisor over it, it's not like we grew up together. It's not like that I knew her or she knew me and we had this friendship before. But for some reason, when it came time for me to do my job, she would not call me up. She didn't feel bad about it. And so that's kind of hurtful too, because you figure people should have feelings, right? But it didn't bother her at all. So she would ignore me and not call me up to do my job. I could have confronted her, but then I thought if I confront her, then she could write me up. And I said, well, now I can't do that because that doesn't look good to be written up. Then I thought, hey, if she's gonna keep doing this, I might as well not come. And then I thought, well, I can't do that because this is my position and this is what I'm supposed to do. So therefore, I'm gonna make sure I still come every month, whether she lets me do my job or no. She came into my office one day and she said to me, you know, I'm ignoring you. And I said, I know. So apparently those words were meant to hurt me and the things that she was doing, she figured, oh, maybe she didn't catch on. So then she had to just dig a little deeper. <laughs> so as a result of this, years later, she started sending me Christmas cards. So I figured that was her way of apologizing. Because a lot of times people say things and they don't apologize but they might buy you something or some flowers and you're supposed to know that this is them apologizing. If you can say those words out of your mouth, just as easy, you need to start practicing saying some encouraging words and drop the offensive words because they definitely hurt. Thank you for listening to Fixing Grandma podcast.